We all need to laugh. We choose truth over facts. And now for a perpetual political protest in progress. Judge my physical, mental, filth, my physical as well as my mental fitness. Coffee time. And welcome to the Amalcan Coffee Social Club, Conservative Hour of Power and Enlightenment Salon. As always, uh, I'm Jason Floyd, your host and the owner of the Amalcan Coffee Social Club. And uh, across from me, I have Loretta Eaton, her uh, original smiley self in person. And uh, we also have a special guest today, Aaron Gordon. So welcome to the show, Aaron. Hi. So um, we're going to jump into Aaron's uh, story here shortly. He's a local community member, and uh, is it fair to say conservative? Correct. Correct. So and an entrepreneur, and so we um, we're going to be covering uh, an innovative new product that Aaron has developed over the last six years or so. Uh, but first, I want to just get into some nuts and bolts housekeeping announcements. Uh, the Bob group is meeting band of brothers men's fellowship so uh this is a a, a group that is here hosted at Amocan coffee it's a christian ministry it's not sponsored by any one church but uh all uh churches with a fundamental belief in christ um are welcome to participate as well as those who are undecided on uh what faith looks like and who god is we have a pretty broad variety of folks, but we will tell folks that uh, we look to the Bible for inspiration and for truth, and uh, there's a lot of wisdom in there, and it pretty much has something to say about, well, everything. So uh, we have an opportunity from 6 to 7 on Wednesdays for folks to come in and just sort of let the day wash away. And these are uh, men 17 and older. We play some nice music, and it's just kind of a time to be quiet and Reflect, pray, meditate, read your email, whatever. Um, but at uh, 7 o'clock, we then meet for fellowship and support. And um, that basically looks like uh, catching up on the football scores and talking about what uh, wild game is in season. Uh, you know, what wild game may have been hit on our highways and who benefited from that. And, um, and then we dive deeper. We dive deeper into the battles that men face on a daily basis, whether it's in their workplace or in their families or in the, the broader community, and how we can work to support one another and um, make that battle not quite as difficult or lonely. So if you are out there looking for good camaraderie, uh, check out the Band of Brothers, or Bob, as we affectionately call it. Now, I will tell you that... Um, Bob is going to be sponsoring the first social event uh, since its founding next Wednesday on the 15th. And this is a very special um, invite to the community. Uh, Bob has uh, identified a woman named Matheny Hackinson. Just this last week, Matheny and her family lost their home to a fire. And uh, Matheny's a single mom with... Uh, 
a six-year-old boy, a four, or I'm sorry, a six-year-old girl, a four-year-old girl, and a six-month-old baby boy. And so um, she's headed into the holidays, literally having lost everything. So at uh, 6 o'clock next Wednesday on the 15th, we're having a spaghetti feed here at the Animal Can Coffee Social Club as a fundraiser. Donations are accepted. Um, and uh, I'm sure that if you have any items that would work out for a 6-year-old girl, 4-year-old girl, or 6-month-old baby boy, um, that those would be accepted as well. Uh, Jonathan, the uh, pastor at the Seventh-day Adventist Church, has been coming to Bob, uh, to the uh, Band of Brothers Men's Fellowship, and he's agreed to collect the funds and make sure that they get to the right place, and he's in communication with the family. So check that out. Uh, come in, have some good fellowship, some fun, some great spaghetti, and support a worthy cause for our community as we join arm in arm to support those who can use our help. Um, so, Aaron, let's talk about Battle Dice. All right. So, uh, when, how does one begin to, I, I guess, even think about putting such a creative idea into production? I mean, wh- when did this journey start for you? It started about five years ago. And it was... For a long time, I had never really intended to mass-produce it like it is now. Um, I had originally just kind of made it for myself to play and my friends. And as my friends continued to play and asked me for a copy, eventually I had enough demand for it that warranted making more. So what's the basic premise of, of the Battle Dice game? The most basic version is if you just take a six-sided dice and you roll one, and your friend rolls one, and you see who has the highest number wins. And that's kind of how it started. And then we added uh, rolling two or three at the same time. And then instead of just a single roll, let's roll multiple times and like add our totals, and the first one to reach a certain score wins. And then we reskinned it and, and changed the numbers into magical abilities. So instead of rolling a six, you're rolling a fireball and a lightning bolt and an ice bolt and just kind of made it um, a magical fantasy sort of So you theme. jumped out of Vegas into <laughs> firmly into the world of uh, what, uh, uh, fantasy and yeah, questing? I mean, questing, I guess. Would, sure. that be, would that be a good uh, description, sort of a, sort of a uh, questing game? Um, there have been, there's been talk about designing quests for this game. Um, but mostly it's it's pretty quick. It's a little dual. Um, you can play it with two people. You can play it up to seven people. Um, and it's pretty quick. We often play it while we're waiting for the rest of our ga- uh, friends to show up to play like a longer, more serious board game. And this you can just play in five minutes in the waiting room or um, w- while you're waiting for something else to happen. Now, how, how many people can play... Uh with one box of battle dice one box is designed for seven players but you can potentially play with infinite players if you are doing it in a more tournament sort of format um you can combine boxes and stuff and if you have enough for everyone or if you take turns with people um there's there's really no limit to how many can play now i have to say my uh my boys 
we have a we were gifted a box of battle dice uh, for the coffee shop here, and my boys, um, seven and eleven. You know, it, it's like all good family games. It brings you together to tear you apart. <laughs> sure so uh they have a tremendous amount of fun um it's not it's not difficult to understand and uh there's just enough challenge there that uh you know the lawyer in each of my children wants to uh sort of debate the debate the rules when they're not doing well um so we have an opportunity coming up uh next week uh we're going to have aaron in the shop on friday and I, I guess we're starting at 3.30. And so if you are interested in checking out Battle Dice, uh, we're going to... This is kind of a, a new thing for us. We're expanding our hours again. So before the COVID idiocracy started, we were open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday late. But as people began becoming more and more, I guess, trepidatious about navigating our community and going to public places. Uh, we had to scale those hours back. But there is a, uh, I think, renewed hope in people that maybe we're coming out of this and they're not buying the hype that Omicron is into the world. And um, so we're seeing a lot of people wanting to get out of the cabin, you know, get away from that cabin fever and do some some fun things. And so um, last night we hosted a Super Smash Brothers uh, tournament. Now, Aaron was here. He has roommates or friends, I guess. How how long were they practicing for that? They they were at my house every night till I went to sleep uh, for all week. They would be over practicing. Sometimes I would get home and there would just be, you know, a dozen people in my living room <laughs> practicing. And oh, oh, hi, guys. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you have to you have to admit that, you know, last night was pretty cool. So we had a guy in the house. His name is a screen name. And, you know, everybody goes by these handles. These yeah, tags. it's like an alias. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like an alias or, uh, you know, the name of their um, avatar. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a guy in the house uh, that went by the name of Chudat. And um, very nice guy. I got to talk to him, Daniel Rodriguez. Man, he is a good Smash Brothers player. Yeah. And he won last night. Uh, <laughs> I I think I heard that he was ranked as the 11th best player in the world. In the world, yeah. And he gets paid to play. Yeah, so. he's sponsored and is kind of a full-time gets-to-play game. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so who wouldn't want that job? Um, so anyway, I, I wanted to let folks know that, uh, we have a box of battle dice here in the shop. They're available for you to come and check out and play. And, um, you know, like Aaron said, it doesn't take a long time. So even if you got a, a half hour to kill and, um, you just want to come and grab a, a hot coffee and kind of take a break from work or, you know, get out of the house or whatever, um, come spend some time with some friends. It's a great game. You can have up to seven players. Uh, we have one here, so you don't have to necessarily own a box of Battle Dice, but you too can own your own box of Battle Dice. So we're selling those for Aaron here at the shop on consignment, and uh, those run for $40 plus tax. And uh, great stocking stuffer. They're actually, if you have a nice size stocking, 
you could fit a box of battle dice in the stocking. You, you might have to shove it down a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's right about that size. Well, I, I will tell you, fortunately, if you don't have a stocking large enough, Ammo Can Coffee has stockings large enough. We have tactical Perfect. stockings on the back wall. So if you're looking to uh, stuff a stocking for the holidays, uh, not only do we have your stuffers, but we have your stockings. And, um, and they have molly loops on them. So, you know, you can... You can put extra magazines and, and uh, you know, rounds on the stocking. You know, what man would not want a tactical stocking under the, uh, well, just maybe get, don't get hang this. Yeah, yeah, just don't. Yeah, two of them wear them. Yeah, don't <laughs> hang this one next to the fireplace, though, if you're going to put any live ordinance in it. Um, but uh, so so what's next? I mean, you, you went through a lot of expense to create this game, and, right. and you created how many copies of it? So I ended up with 1,000 copies. 1,000 copies. when they're gone, I, yeah, don't ask me yet. (laughs) This has been public for just over two weeks now, so I'm definitely still kind of learning as I go and a lot of trial and error and figuring things out. And even all through production, there was a couple years of production and um, there were things I would do differently next time, and and you had to source materials internationally, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, so um, you know, with the supply chain issues, you might end up having to whittle your next dice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which would mean I'm not doing it. You're not doing it. <laughs> so okay. this is a limited production <laughs> as of now. When I'm when I'm out, they're gone. So, have you always had a, a desire to be an entrepreneur, or did this just fall on you by accident? Uh, no, that is is still not really a goal. Um, I am a creator in many forms. Um, I've this isn't the only game I've made, and I make music and films and write stories and um, kind of get involved in every art form I can find. And this was just one of my many projects and um i'm happy to kind of be on the end of this one but i have a dozen other projects that i'm at the beginning of or middle of or different stages um yeah so so where did did you grow up in the local community here aaron did you graduate from any local high schools or tell us a little bit about yourself i was born in homer um, we I'm, won't hold that against I you. Moved, I moved out when I was one or so. Good choice. Uh, came, uh, so I lived in Washington for eight years or so. We won't hold that against no, you. I... And then I've been back in Soldotna, Alaska for the last 22 years See, there's, or so. there's the information we're looking <laughs> Which for. Which is my So here the, more than anywhere life. else. Yeah, right, yes, right. This is home. Yeah, so right in the heart of reality. So... Well, um, so where did you graduate high school? Soldotna High School. Soldotna High School. So you, your alma mater is the Stars. Correct. Awesome. Played well, it's football good. And, and football, yeah. yeah. Yep. You played football what position? Uh, my favorite position was kickoff. Kick, oh, oh, <laughs> I you, played special teams. You like being the kicker. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. the kicker, but oh. I was. that was like my, my thing would be I, I was on the kickoff squad and I would run down whoever caught the ball. Okay. That was like my signature move. You just like to smear the opposition. Yeah, and he didn't even always have the have the ball. I would just go hit whoever was in front of me. <laughs> but you know, in football and hockey that's legal. And and lacrosse. So so Loretta originally lived in 
Canada. So Loretta, um, you've been kind of silent on this. Uh, well, you you had an opportunity to sit down and talk with Aaron before uh-huh. before the interview. Yep. And I, I was a little jealous about that. Uh, I'm I'm very chatty. You're not as chatty as I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're more cogent. You've got better uh, arguments than I do sometimes. <laughs> I'm just I'm just chatty. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so that's over. So so lacrosse. Right? We I mean, actually we used to play field hockey, which I think is a version of lacrosse. Right. Right. That's what they used to play in high school. And are you, or not. Are, are you permitted to bleed in field hockey? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was you played it with a wooden stick and a hard yes, ball. Yes, bleeding is is uh, possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So, um, I guess, uh, Aaron. So this project well, it took you six years. There's a thousand copies. You know, um, folks, you need to come down and check out this this box, and let's uh, let's give Aaron. Uh, Aaron, are you taking feedback from folks? I mean, it sounds like it was a pretty deliberative process. Well, yeah, I had five or six years of feedback. Um, there, it, it went through four different iterations of prototypes, and by the third one, we played that one for two years before. I decided to make more. Everyone who played it was asking me for a copy, and and eventually I said, okay, well, what's going to take me to get everyone a copy for Christmas? <laughs> um, so I've probably given away as many as I've sold um, to my family and friends who've been so. So that's years the first lesson it. in entrepreneurism: don't undersell your product. You have an excellent product, and and those people who love your product should pay for it. Because uh, I, you know, I love them too much. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some of your some of your classmates and friends and and sort of their expanded circle come into the shop and like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for this. So so, how long have people known that you were in full production? Uh, I haven't told many people about the full production, um, but you know, I have my kind of core group of friends and roommates who have played games together for years and. Um, so they've been playing this with me for years already. Um, and, and I didn't really announce that, um, I was making more until it was ready to be announced. And I, because I knew it was going to take, it took years. So I had boxes in my garage for a year before, um, I had the actual game boxes arrive. And then before I had the instructions printed and could put everything together. So, so, so did you do the shrink wrapping and everything on that? Yeah. Oh my I, gosh. So, so you didn't. This wasn't a turnkey. Get a Chinese guy to do it no. for you. This was. This was source all the parts and pieces. Well, and, and then assemble them. Before that, all the way from I drew all the the artwork for the dice um, and all the different symbols, and then I had the manufacturer print. Uh, to my specifications and then I wrote the instructions and I designed the box and I hand packed it and hand shrink wrapped all of them myself 1,000 boxes packed uh, with care yes that that was something I'm not in a hurry to do again soon (laughs) but you know (laughs) you know anybody who's a success at anything it takes a lot of sacrifice you know the I remember Barack Obama once saying, you didn't build that, you know, and and cheapened the success of people who literally work their faces into the ground to bring a dream or a concept to market and, you know, spend, like you said, you know, six years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever the product is that comes to market. And 
there's not anybody else doing the heavy lifting. Oftentimes, you know, you're in your basement or your garage or the the the, the she shed out back or something. I'm sure you probably don't have a she shed. <laughs> if you do, we're not judgy. So you know, but um, but but you know, folks put a lot of time in. You well, know, and yeah, and being an entrepreneur is is it the golden pathway you thought it would be? Uh, you know, I'm still learning. Um, but you had mentioned before about having to whittle them myself. And that's part of why I've given so many away is because I do feel like this is like a handmade craft of mine. It's an artwork that I did and, um, I designed it with love for my friends and family. And, and when I give it to them, I, I feel like, you know, I made this for you type of thing. And I, I kind of, on purpose there might even be a little bit of your sweat and blood in there right <laughs> possibly but <yeah. laughs> possibly but we don't advertise some that. of them yeah um but yeah and then i kind of had aimed on my timeline getting to release right kind of in this christmas season um which also kind of gives me the excuse to give it to my friends without them getting weird yeah yeah <laughs> so here i, I made this you know for when you, they hand uh, for when, christmas when they hand you money that's not weird that's yeah. that's part of that business model. So, you know, my kids are homeschool. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so so that's something that strikes uh, struck me about Aaron when I first met him was his humility. A very humble, very uh, thoughtful gentleman, and uh, we want to support people and their ideas uh, like this in our in our community, especially our conservative community. Come down to the shop. Um, you know, we 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 are not taking a very large uh, percentage of Aaron's profits on these. Uh, we want to see this uh, this game go viral, as it were. And if you're a homeschool family, this is an awesome game for teaching kids uh, arithmetic. So um, they have to go very quickly, you know, be quick on their feet, because the game can be played, like Aaron said, in a very short amount of time. I think he said it was five minutes per player or something? Approximately, yeah. I've played with my brother, who's possibly played the most of anyone um except me and we played a dozen games back to back last night and it's just it's so quick once you just if you can look at it and know what it does and don't have to refer to the instructions every time once you get to that point it goes pretty quick yeah yeah so so you said that some of these games had been tested in uh, the classroom environment or in in a homeschool environment or something can you tell us a little bit about that uh, yeah, so I work at an elementary school and kind of at the earlier stages, a couple months ago before I had announced it publicly, I passed it out amongst my friends and co-workers and I got it into at least one of the classrooms at my school. And so that class was going through a probability chapter in, in their math uh, lessons. And when you first look at this game, like when I was first explaining it, if you roll a dice and whoever has the highest number wins and it's just purely a chance thing, but that's not this game. Um, the more you get into this game, the more you realize that there is uh, strategy involved and it's not just chance. There are choices that you're making along the way and you're manipulating the probabilities and trying to give yourself the best options um, to do what you're trying to do for each turn. And so there is a lot of math that can be involved the more that you're wanting to uh, get into that. So um, I know that we talked also about uh, how to integrate with uh, 
a homeschool community. Do you have any plans for developing a, uh, an official curriculum, uh, like lesson plans or anything to go along with this companion piece for moms and dads that would like to use this in educating their kids? It's on the table. Um, I don't currently have anything ready for that, but it's on my kind of to-do list shelf. And um, like I mentioned before, I ha- this isn't my only project. So right. um, this one I'm is kind of, I'm done working on in a sense, and I'm just going to let it live for a little bit, um, get back to some other projects that have been uh, needing attention. And um, as this continues to grow and spread, and if there's a demand for it, um, I'll return to it. And there's, there's lots of options, and I've had lots of suggestions and good ideas of ways that I can take this further. And I'm definitely open to those options. Awesome. So you're more than welcome to hang out with us and talk about the politics of the day, um, if that is your choice. But uh, we are going to have a group coming in here probably in about 15 minutes or so to start singing Christmas carol songs. It's, uh, I think it's a Lutheran Church of Funny River is going to be coming in and singing. So we want to be mindful of the time so that we can be all cleaned up and out of the way for them. But, um, you know, there's some some interesting things going on. Um, Remember we reported last week, it was either last week or the week before, that the FDA had asked a federal judge to postpone their release of all of the Pfizer permitting paperwork for the COVID jab for 55 years. That timeline has grown to 75 years now. So I find that curious. Um, I wonder if probabilities enter into that conversation at all. I wonder if they found more papers hidden in a filing cabinet somewhere, you know, kind of like they find uh, uh, ballots at three in the morning or, Whatever, you know, maybe this is exculpatory uh, information they found. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know, but I don't I don't, I don't trust the government at this point. Oh, and, I don't uh, think I would. <laughs> I mean, they've, they've not proven themselves worthy. of. It's kind of like Nancy trust. Pelosi saying that we have to pass the bill and we can read it after we're done. Uh, well, after and, we're done passing it. Well, and, and we've learned because I've done the research that I've done says uh, a lot of the... Um, the way they're treating COVID purely has to do with a, a, a portion of the Affordable Care Act that um, went f- and started a program called Pay for Performance. And this is why uh, they're, when you go into the hospital, they've got a certain protocol that you have to follow. You know? So that, that shows us the result of you have to pass it but, you know, so you can read it. We've learned that once. And if we're going to do that again, I think we're fools. Yeah, so... Um, you have a stack of stuff as usual, mm. and uh, it looks like some hand-picked pieces on the top. Um, well, I've, I know I've got my own stories that I was reading this week, but uh, I'm curious to, to see what really stood out for you. Well, what I keep finding time and time again is COVID is all about money. Absolutely all about money. You know, I have this um, article, and it's from the public radio Uh, They have a news site in addition to Alaska Public Radio. And uh, the villages are struggling to uh, spend a half a billion dollars. This this round. This was this round. They got 200. uh, 
you know, it, it's no, yeah, it's a half a billion, four hundred and forty-four million is a half a billion. Yeah, I, 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 I amaze myself by do you, the. Do you remember that movie in the seventies? Uh-huh. Either seventies or eighties called Brewster's Millions. No, I don't know. No. The the concept was that uh, that Brewster, this uh, this, I, I I'm not sure what. Um, how he was related. He was uh, either a direct relative or a close friend or maybe an employee of a multimillionaire. And it was played by Richard Pryor. Mm. And uh, <laughs> there was a caveat that I, I think he was very loose with his money. And uh, on his deathbed, the, the benefactor who was giving him all this money uh, um, stated that he could have the fortune if he could blow through all this money in a very short period of time <laughs> and derive no value of it, mm-hmm. just basically to teach him the futility mm-hmm. of his ways. Uh, interesting movie, but it, it's, it's very, uh, seems, you know, it's a lot harder to spend that much money than people might think. It is, but especially when... On, on, on things that create quality yeah, and return. Yeah, and that, that's what it is, because this is not money they wanted, they needed. This is in addition to all the other programs. And I'm not picking on Native, uh, you know, the, the uh, regional well, corporations well, our own or hospital, anything. Our own hospital. Uh, yeah, it's just that it seems that it's easier to find this information than it is to find the information on the hospital. The hospital covers its tracks very, very carefully. Right. And... Um, you know, to further on this, the Native Corporations um, talks about a tribe, Stebbins Village. Um, Stebbins is tiny. Yeah, they got $10 million Holy already. Holy smokes. Stebbins, the village of St- and that's not, a, that's not. If, I, if the, my geography is correct, I think that's just slightly n- north of Nome. Yeah. On the uh, yep. Bering Sea. Yeah. You know, they, um, they, they've got, uh, they, and this is the second round. This is not the first round, the 2020 round. This is the 2021 round. So it, it, it's about money. And I think it's why we're, we're starting to see, you know, they're getting desperate. Well, you know, um, I always get people coming in that ask me, did you read, did you see, did you hear? Mm. And see, since I see so many people, yeah. there's no way I could possibly see, read, or hear all the mm-hmm. things they're bringing to me. But somebody came in recently and told my wife, uh, Michelle, that um, the borough was considering taking some, some COVID relief money to help uh, struggling businesses, but they were only giving it to businesses with vaccine policies in place. And and that it was um, our it, our borough here. Yeah, yeah, and that and that Charlie uh, Pierce, Charlie that, Pierce, that Charlie Pierce, Charlie Pierce, that Charlie Pierce had told somebody, yeah, uh, in the know in this sort of game yeah. of telephone here that that uh, he he while he knew the community could really use the money, he felt that he was going to get basically crucified if he accepted it. And um, there was this thought put forward by a community member that, well, we should accept it and just put it all in a bank account and hold it until the government asks for it back. And that we don't actually put it out anywhere and we just collect the interest on it. Yeah, but they will, they will keep it and they'll find a, you know, right. it's like the permanent fund. You know, they, they, at, permanent, you know at first the permanent fund had, had great intentions. Let's, 
you know, it's only for the people. We're, we're, we're really going to make sure that this is a benefit. And look now, you know, Walker comes along and all of a sudden he blows up the formula. And now everybody in the House and the Senate are looking at ways that they can use it. Right. As a source of income. And I, I'm sorry, sweetheart. You know, <laughs> you, you bless your hearts out there. All right. If so you mark this date on your calendar. <laughs> Loretta and I have arrived at the sweetheart uh, juncture of our relationship. No, not us. I was talking to, I was talking to, the, I was talking to the listeners. If you see, if you're out there and you're listening and you think, eight, you know, 50 billion or 80 billion is a heck of a lot of money, I, you need I, to go look at the I, rest I, of the numbers. I see Loretta as, as my auntie. So just for those of you out there. I could there. be his mother. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, that's so terrible. <laughs> I don't want to be your mother. <laughs> oh. So, Aaron, do you have any, any thoughts uh, you'd like to weigh in on with uh, the, the, the State of the Union and all this COVID go, cash? Go for it. <laughs> oh, at the, I mean, you didn't want to sell any games anyway, so. <laughs> no. you, you don't have to have opinions. <laughs> I have opinions, but I I, I try to yeah. have fun with things rather than yeah. upset people. Yeah, <laughs> that's more my uh, mo. Well, let, well, let's talk about this. Uh, so you know, of course, our shop's very, very conservative. Our only instructions regarding COVID are that you please not lick our doorknobs or toilet seats when you come in. If you're wearing a mask, we ask you to remove it long enough for the security cameras to get a good long shot of your face. And then you can put them back on. Um, but uh, last night we had this, this gaming tournament and you came in. And, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting to watch because this tournament was being streamed. And any time that it was streamed... Everybody put their masks on. And then when it when they weren't necessary, and, you know, it wasn't 100%. There were some people that wouldn't wear, didn't wear the mask and stuff. But I asked about this, and they said, well, you know, the, the Super Smash community is, is very, very uh, pro-mask. These are gamers, right? These are, these are guys and gals that spend most of their time in their basement. Or yeah, sitting in rooms by themselves, exhaling and inhaling their own, and they're going to get coronavirus. It's or, mask or, or Or they're hanging out with the same small group of friends yeah. who they, they have that small, that circle of, you know, kind of what the legislators called their, their bubble, you know, that it's acceptable to be unmasked or, you know, around that bubble because you're sharing germs anyway. And so that was a, that was curious for me, you know, and, 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 you know, we had Monster had supported the event, and I know that the, the, the gentleman that was sponsored was sponsored by a number of major corporations, including some international ones, and he's got his own, mm-hmm. his own rules within his team, you know, but it, it was just, it was interesting to watch that, you know, it really had, it, it really had devolved. It, it, there, there was nothing to do with health. No, it's it, it was all optics. It was all optics, and... And and that was clear to see as people went out to the pub afterwards, you know, and mm-hmm. went to get a burger. You know, nobody's wearing a mask when they left the building. Mm-hmm. And that's because we live in the land of the free up here in Alaska. Yep. And, um, you know, so it's interesting to see where people's allegiance lie and where they uh, where they find their power. So. Um, well, you know, we really don't have a lot of time left. It's 11.53 right now, and I see that our carolers have arrived. Um, I guess my, my recommendation to folks would be stay involved, stay informed, uh, engage, as they might say in Star Trek, right? Boldly, boldly go, boldly go. 
and uh, that actually reminds me of a really funny bit that uh, a guy named Henry Cho did, uh, where he had a friend that uh, that uh, was sort of a few, I don't know, sticks shy of a load, and he said, he said, uh, I watched Star Trek my whole life, but I never did see them go to the planet boldly go. <laughs> if you haven't seen Henry Cho, check him out. Uh, he's a Korean guy from Tennessee. He's got the most deep Tennessee accent you ever heard, and he is a riot. But um, uh, let you know a couple of things. Beauty for Ashes is going to be working with Ammo Can Coffee Social Club. It's a uh, Christian women's ministry, and uh, we are working right now to secure a comedian and offer a sweetheart dinner here on Valentine's Day or right around Valentine's Day as a way to help them raise money for their ministry. They need to raise about $3 million. And um, they're going to be working with people who are coming out of the uh, human trafficking uh, world and um, folks who have been in abusive or destructive relationships. And uh, it'll be a place that uh, helps support women as they find their feet and uh, define their uh, future. And so if you'd like to participate in that, uh, just stay tuned and uh, also check out our website at ammocancoffee.ninja or you can follow us on Facebook or follow the, uh, the, this podcast on the providers that we are uh, hosted by. So Spotify, iHeartRadio, and uh, Podbean are where you can find us. And uh, we encourage you to check out our paid membership levels. Uh, we want your partnership. We want you to help us help you build a better community. And uh, that costs money. We can't do it alone without uh, your help. And so we've put together some paid membership packages that include some pretty outstanding benefits um, and uh, that have quite a bit of value attached to them. And uh, you get more value than you pay for when you become a member, but it helps us forward fund uh, things like comedy nights and... Uh, gaming events and and different things so this is a short show a little bit shorter than normal um, but we encourage you to tune back in again as we interview interesting people in our community doing interesting things Aaron I want to thank you for coming and um, do you have a Facebook page or website or anything that you'd like folks to check out to link to your game or or to your projects or things that you're doing yeah, so finalspark.org is our website, and we have um, many of our short films are on there. Um, my kind of uh, production company primarily has focused on filmmaking projects for the last several years. This is the first game project, kind of a, it's still in, kind of into the entertainment genre, but um, it's new. And so there's also information about the game. There's a frequently asked questions section. Um, all on finalspark.org. And then, yes, we do have a YouTube channel and a Facebook page and an Instagram at Final Spark Film. And so you can check all those out. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I encourage folks to reach out. When you hear of a good idea and you hear of uh, entrepreneurial spirit that is uh, pushing back against the darkness and saying, hey, we can be the answer to or solution to our own financial problems. We don't need the government to step up and do that for us. 
uh, that takes partnership. It takes investors. It takes uh, angels uh, with experience in the market space to help blow up a game like this and put it all over the world. And so if you're within the hearing of this podcast and you know somebody who, I don't know, maybe they worked for Milton Bradley or uh, one of these other other big uh, companies that uh, markets these things, Wizards of the Coast, I know, is a pretty... Uh, uh, in, uh, innovative organization. Uh, I think do they are they the ones that do Settlers of Catan, Magic: The Gathering, and a number know. of other things. Yeah. So, anyway, um, if you know somebody in the market space and you uh, are curious, come in, grab a game, uh, check it out, and uh, get a hold of Aaron. I'm sure he could use your investment and your uh, support as we help to launch entrepreneurs in our community in a very small way that we can through this podcast and just by making introductions to folks who are looking for a new hobby. Yes, Aaron. I had one more um, note before we wrap up here, Um, kind of in the connection between um, making a game and this this was our conservative podcast. Um, This wasn't my first um, venue that I approached for hosting the event next week on the 17th where I will be here showing people how to play. Um, But some of the other places that I was more familiar with that I went into and they said, no, we're not doing events. Um, Not yet. Not till, you know, the, the state gives us the green light or till we're more comfortable or our clientele is more comfortable. So I had never been in here before. And just from a practical sense, you were the first person that offered it to me. And so I appreciate you um, being open and available and like I didn't go out looking for a conservative venue but it was just a simple matter of you were open and they weren't well we appreciate that feedback and you know we have lots of space here so we're we're not callous to the point to say that you know COVID's not an issue because we've all been touched by it in some way or another we all know somebody who's been sick and had a near-death experience or has gotten sick or has maybe had an adverse reaction to uh, the supposed solution uh, that has been promoted. And um, so the, the very few of us escape from that reality. And um, we have lots of space here to social distance, if that's your thing. If you need to wear a mask, that's your thing. That's fine. We don't judge. Um, we do ask you, you know, just to smile at the camera momentarily, because we've had people who, would you be surprised if you heard that masks embolden people to do stupid things. I've, I have heard that. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> seen that. we've had a couple of people with masks who came in here and thought that the mask would protect them uh, from identification. You know, the original purpose of masks. And, um, and then thought that that gave them liberty to then, you know, make our customers feel uncomfortable and do some things that were not very civil or neighborly. And so... Um, we want your business. We want uh, to support you, and um, we are promoting conservative culture and um, community. And if you don't have a problem with that, your hair doesn't burst into flames when you see that there are people with different ideas than your own. If you're not conservative, then we welcome you to come and join the conversation. You have been listening to the Ammo Can Coffee Social Club, Conservative Hour Power, and Enlightenment Salon. Thank you for joining us this week. And we look forward to catching up with you next week. Remember, Wednesday, Spaghetti Feed, 6 o'clock here at Ammo Can. Bring your donations. Uh, we want to just bless the daylights out of this family as they head into the holidays. Godspeed. Keep the powder dry. Until next time.